to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of uh, Glenn Podcast, the official podcast channel of Global Emancipation Ministries uh, in Calgary, Canada. And our mandate as given by the Lord himself is liberating men through the knowledge of the truth. The Lord has commissioned us with a mandate to ensure his people are liberated through the instrumentality of the knowledge of the truth of his word. And uh, that's exactly what he has enabled us to do. He has helped us to do that every time we come around here. He gives us access into his mysteries and we deliver it just as received. And uh, we want to give glory to God for those who have been giving uh, feedback, you know, those who have been applying this revelation through, they've been recording testimonies. And we pray that their testimonies will remain permanent in the name of Jesus. And if you are yet to start recording any, we want to encourage you to please apply every revelation the Lord brings to you via this platform. And uh, your testimony will be next in the name of Jesus. And uh, in that light, we want to encourage you to kindly subscribe to our podcast channel on uh, the various listening platforms available to you regard i mean depending on your device and uh, of course you can you can listen and subscribe on anchor you can do that on spotify on apple podcast google podcast uh, breaker radio public uh listening notes all the available platforms are there in fact you can just to make it easier for you you can just type in gloem podcast that's g-l-o-e-m Podcast. Type in Glenn Podcast on your Google search box and just search. It will bring up all the available listening platforms to you. Click on anyone and uh, subscribe so that you can always have access to fresh episodes as they become available. You will not miss your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And to learn more about the ministry the Lord has committed into our hands, uh, this emancipation ministry, you can visit our website at www.glem.org. That's www.gloem.org. You'll be able to have uh, access to uh, important information regarding this ministry, everything we do, all our vision statement, mission statement, our goals, objective, and even you'll be able to have access to uh, spiritual resources that you can download or just take advantage of uh, by just by visiting that website i want to encourage you to really do that it will really really be helpful and the lord bless you as you do that in jesus name and uh, in like manner you can follow us i want to encourage you to follow us on social media you know you can follow us on facebook uh, instagram twitter and other social media platforms available to you just like our pages follow us so that you can keep abreast of uh, important spiritual updates as they become available and one of the one main one main reason i would like to encourage you to uh, follow us on this social media is that every blessed day uh, the lord makes available a fresh word for the day you know daily meditation every blessed day of the year there is a daily meditation being shared on this particular uh, social media platform that you can just speak you read the word of god on a daily basis before you go to work uh, even when you're at work and just go online you know check them out meditate on them and keep your heart uh, busy with the word of the lord you know one of the one of the secrets of prosperity is meditating on the word of god day and night not only when you come when, when it's time for bed day and night so even during your break during your leisure moment you can just pick up your phone you know go online check facebook check twitter you know check some of these uh, platforms and pick the meditation for the day and just you know meditate on it fill your heart with the word of god it will really really be helpful we want to encourage you to do that take advantage of all this and the lord will bless you mightily and cause his light to shine in every area of your life as you do that in jesus name 
Amen. Well, uh, it's another week and the Lord is said to bless us again uh, by making a very fresh episode available to us. And um, that's exactly what we're going to be doing in uh, at any moment from now. But as you know, we, we always like to commit our episode into the Lord's hand in prayer. And that's what we're going to be doing now before we go into the episode proper. So join me. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you because you are a very good God. We celebrate your majesty. Lord, we adore you. We give you all the glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for the privilege given to us to still be among the living. Thank you, Father, for sending help to us in our times of need. Thank you, Father, for my listeners. Thanks for keeping them alive, sound, and strong, uh, even till this particular moment. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the previous revelation you have given to us, and thank you for all the testimonies you have been able to help us record via the application. Thank you, everlasting Father, for yet another word you'll be bringing to us this week. Thank you because our hearts are prepared. Our hearts are fertile soil for the implantation of the word already. Thank you because your Holy Spirit will give us fresh insight and even understanding of the mysteries resident in your word. In the name of Jesus. So that by the time this episode is over, we'll look back and have all the cause to glorify your name. And definitely all the blessings will be ours. Thank you for always answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So once again, I welcome you to this week's episode of Glenn Podcast. And the, the Lord will be speaking to us today on a very important topic. And the topic of our episode today is recognizing your helpers. Recognizing your helpers. The topic for today's episode is recognizing your helpers. And we're going to be taking our text from 1 Samuel 31 to 20. We'll be taking our text from 1 Samuel chapter 30. We'll read from verse 1 to 20. We're going to be using the, we're going to be reading from the King James Version. Now it says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, in Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burnt it with fire and are taking the women captives that were with daring they slew not any either great or small but carried them away and went on their way so David and his men came to the city and behold it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ainoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of, spo- of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me either the effort, and Abiathar brought it at the effort to David, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessel. And they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he did eat, 
and they made him drink water and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins and when they had eaten his spirit came again to him for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights and David said unto him to whom belongest thou and whence art thou and he said I am a young man of Egypt servant to an Amalekite and my master left me because three days agone I fell sick we made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God, that thou will neither kill me, nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought them down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all, and David took all the flocks and the herds which they had drave, I mean, which they drave before those other cattle, and said, This is David's spoil. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his words in our hearts in Jesus' name. That's a very interesting story, isn't it? First Samuel 31 to 20. David's city was burnt, his wives children and all the children of the people in that land were taken away captives you you heard the story and they were so sad fat they lifted up their voice and cried they wept until they were no longer strong enough to weep but david did something very important he summoned up courage and asked the lord should i pursue these people who came to raid our land god said go ahead will i overtake them god said sure you will and you will even recover all. Recover all means you will bring back everything they took away. Nothing will be missing. Not a pin will be, will be missing. Everything will be brought back. That's a very beautiful promise to somebody who is under such a condition. And God cannot lie. So that's the promise of God. But God didn't tell David how he was going to make it happen. God didn't tell David the road he needed to pass, uh, you know, the strategy. He just told, he just told him the outcome. Alright? Just like sometimes God gives us promises, I will do this, I will do that. He doesn't have to tell you the strategy he wants to use because it's the Lord. But you have a responsibility. And that's why we are talking about recognizing your helpers. You have a responsibility. Helpers of destiny, helpers of men, are located strategically at different junctions of your life it is your duty to recognize them now with this beautiful promise the lord gave to david he was already assured that he was going to overtake i mean overtake and recover all that was a very great divine assurance after suffering a major loss David believed what the Lord had told him because, of course, God has been talking to him before. So he knew God wasn't joking. God was serious. So David believed and he stepped out in faith. 
And that's one thing I need to quickly mention here. Whenever the Lord speaks to you, it's not enough to say amen. It's not enough to just write it down and sit down. When God speaks, act on his word. That's why a lot of us in the body of Christ don't have testimonies. Our notes are full of prophecies. Our notes are full of divine promises. We have seen all the promises in Genesis, from Genesis to Revelation. We have said amen like no man's business. But nothing is happening. You don't just say amen and write down what the Lord has said. Even though it's important to say amen, it's important to write it down. But you should act on the word of God. The word of God is meant, is meant to be applied. So when the Lord told David, you know, you are going to overtake up. David didn't sit down waiting for one miracle to happen. He moved. He stepped out in faith. If somebody asked David, why are you, where are you going? Are you sure? Why are you going after this? He said, the Lord has promised me that I'm going to recover all. So I'm not just walking aimlessly. I'm walking on the word. You remember when Jesus Christ walked on the water? And he came to his disciples in the fourth watch and they were afraid. They were saying it's a ghost. And he said, no, you know, it's, it's I. Do not be afraid. Peter was with the other disciples in the boat. And Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, ask me to come. And Jesus spoke only one word. He just said, come. Just one word, come. And Peter stepped out based on come and walked on water to go meet Jesus. Water became solidified under the feet of Peter just because he walked on calm. When you walk on the word of God, you don't sink. When you walk on the word of God, you have results, you have assurance. So it's very important. So David had this promise from the Lord. He got the promise, pursue, you overtake, you recover all, and he stepped out in faith. He didn't know where he was going. But he stepped out all the same. You remember when God spoke to Abraham? Leave your father's house to the land. I'm going to show you. The Bible says Abraham departed not knowing where he was going. He stepped out not knowing where he was going. But he knew God had said go. It's very important. So I don't know how many words you have written down in your notes. I don't know how many prophecies you have said amen to. Go back to them and check what has the Lord said. And start acting on them. It's very important. It's heard from the Lord and he stepped out in faith. Anyway, that's not our focus for today. We are talking about recognizing your helpers. Now, for those who dare to step out based on what the Lord has promised them, for those who dare to act out what the Lord has said, for those who dare to act on the word of the Lord, God has helpers strategically positioned at important locations and junctions of your life to help you to help bring you into what he has spoken you may not know them and that's why we're talking about recognizing your helpers that's why this topic is very very important a lot might have missed their helpers already and it's like but well, what god told me is not coming to pass it's and it's actually your inability to recognize those the lord that placed along your way to help bring them to pass you will see what i'm saying as we continue so the lord had assured david after he suffered a major loss that he would without fear recover all that's a solemn promise from the lord who cannot lie david believed the lord he believed what the lord had told him and he stepped out in faith now how did god direct david to where his recovery would take place he didn't know those people have gone they have burnt his city they are they are not in view they are not in sight 
how did God help David who chose to act on his word? How did God help him to recover? Or how did God help him to locate the place where he would recover all they are taking from him? God deliberately positioned an Egyptian servant who was sick and almost dying. God positioned an Egyptian servant who was so sick that he was almost dying. He positioned him on his way. God did that deliberately. He put an Egyptian servant. That servant was sick and the servant was almost dying. He was going to die any moment. God placed such a fellow on David's pathway. Now, ordinarily, David would have nothing to do with such a fellow. That's none of his business. He's not looking for an Egyptian. He's not looking for somebody who is sick. He's looking for people who took his family away. Ordinarily, David would have nothing to do with such a fellow. But because he had the eyes of the spirit to recognize his helpers, he fed that guy. They gave him food. He fed him. You know, let me let me let me read it. Let me read it to you again from the text. He said, when they found that Egyptian, they brought him to David and they gave him bread. Look at the things they gave him. They gave him bread. That guy ate. They made him drink water and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisin. That's food. They gave him good food, not just one snack. They gave him good food. And the moment that Egyptian servant was revived, he took David and his men to where they recovered all their lost. The moment that guy got revived, he took them by the hand. They didn't need to be looking for any compass. That guy took them to where the people who are taking all their property, where they were waiting, celebrating and rejoicing. God, I mean, God used that boy to take them there. Now, how, who is this particular Egyptian? Let me just reiterate from the scripture we read. When they, have, when they had given this uh, servant food, when he had eaten all the nice food, like I read to you, bread, raisin, cake, water, and he revived. He, you know, David now asked him, who are you? Where are you going? Where are you, where are you from? Why are you here? And that servant said, I am a young man of Egypt. I'm a servant to, the, to an Amalekite. My master left me. Because three days ago, I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south, you know, uh, of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and we burned Ziklag with fire. Now, Ziklag was burnt with fire and that was David's own location. That was the land of David that was burnt. That's where they took all his family members away from. Now, this servant was part of those people who came to do the raiding. They raided and they were on their way. But... He was showing signs of sickness, and the master was wicked enough to leave him on the way and leave him on the road to die. The master didn't want to have him as liability. The master didn't want anything to do with a servant who is now sick. So the servant left him three days ago. Can you imagine that? He left him there on the road to die. The master didn't have time to take care of any sick servant. So he left him there to die. But miraculously, God kept this guy alive for three days and three nights. No food, no water, sick, almost dying. God kept him there. That guy was in a very bad shape. 
God kept him alive purposely for the sake of David. And David would have been very, very foolish if he got there and he just, you know, ignored him or proper adventure. Maybe I say, I'm an Egyptian, we raided you, just kill him. So you raided my city, what kind of, just kill him. He would never have recovered anything. David fed him because technically that's his enemy. David fed his enemy, made him eat. He gave him good food, good water. He made sure he got revived. He, the guy became fine. And David now asked him, take me to where everything you took, everything, all the, all the people you took from my land, take me to where they are. And that guy led them to where they were able to recover all they lost, recognizing your helpers. It's my prayer today that if you have failed in any way to recognize your helpers the lord almighty will give you another opportunity to get them recognized in the name of jesus there are certain things some of us are suffering now just because we fail to recognize the helpers the lord had placed on our ways if they had killed that boy it's possible they would have missed the opportunity for recovering their losses See, airpads of destiny do not always appear in suits or gorgeous attires. They don't wear flowing gowns. Not all the time. You know, airpads of destiny they don't have a placard on their head. They don't have any, they don't have any signposts saying, hey, behold, I am your helper. No, 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 no. They don't. Airpads of destiny usually do not appear as helpers. That's why we are talking about recognizing. It's not they are not it's not how do i put it to you they don't they don't announce hey i have come i'm your helper you have to discern it's your responsibility to identify and recognize them that's why you have to have the eyes of the spirit you have to be very very sensitive to the holy spirit it's very important helpers of destinies do not always appear in suits or gorgeous attires Sometimes they may even be dressed in rags. They may be dressed in rags. They may be somebody you, will, you ordinarily will have nothing to do with such a fellow. They may be so, so low, so low, lowly placed in the society that you can't even think of talking with them. But they are still your helpers. They may be dressed in rags, but their inputs in your life can take can, it, can, it can place you where you are destined to be. Just one word from your helper can solve your 30 years of challenge. One word. Provided you recognize that. Do you, do you know how many, how many days and weeks David would have spent looking for those people who, who raided their, their land? But just by recognizing one helper, just one helper, Diaper took them straight to the location and they got everything they lost. One helper. It's very important. Every man in life needs a helper. God has not designed any man in life to live without help. You need help. At any point in time, you will definitely need help. So it's your responsibility to recognize who these helpers are. Like I said earlier on, they, do, they may not always appear attractive they may look unattractive but it will be your responsibility to recognize them and their imputes remember Joseph Joseph he took a prisoner 
to recommend Joseph to the palace. A prisoner was the one who recommended Joseph to the palace and Joseph ended up becoming the prime minister of Egypt just because one prisoner made a recommendation for God's sake a prisoner not a governor not a governor not a senator not a prime minister a a prisoner a prisoner made a recommendation and Joseph relocated from the prison straight to the palace as the prime minister of Egypt next only to Pharaoh look down on no one look down on no one don't look down on your messengers in the office don't look down on your cleaners don't don't look down on those your gardeners those who take care of your garden your flowers don't look down on those who take care of your lawn don't look down on anyone don't don't do that you're a pastor don't look down on your on your members don't look down on those members who you know who just dress anyhow they don't dress fine sometimes you you ask you ask the ushers to tell them to go and sit at the back don't do that don't look down on anyone everyone is important everyone is important you don't know the helper the lord has stationed in your way is your responsibility to identify and recognize your helpers it's my prayer that you will not miss your helpers in the name of jesus and for those who have missed their helpers already by the mercy of the lord the lord will restore your helpers back to you in the name of jesus it's very important and for those who are married you know if you marry according to the will of god the lord has given you a helper According, because when God was initiated, when He was instituting marriage in the Garden of uh, in, the, in the Garden of Eden, those days, He said to Adam, "It's not good for man to be alone. I will give you a helpmeet, and a helpmeet means a help that is suitable for your needs. That's the meaning of helpmeet, not just any help, a help that is suitable for your needs. So when God was giving a woman to Adam." God was giving help meets suitable help that was suitable for Adam's name, meaning the wife that we meet is emotional needs, wife that we meet is needs. That's what God did. So if you are a man, you are married, and all you do is beat your wife, all you do is slap her, all you do is say, keep quiet. Who is talking? How can you be talking when I'm talking? Go and sit down there. That's the way you are running your own marriage. <laughs> apparently you have not recognized your helper and it's so dangerous i know this is not a marriage seminar but it's very important i mentioned this at this point it's very very dangerous because it is written in the scriptures even if you maltreat your wife if you just by maltreating your wife your prayers can be in that if you don't believe me read first peter chapter 3 your prayers can be in that just because you maltreat your wife so your wife is your helper it's very important. Helpers of destinies. They don't put placards on their head. They don't write one signpost and say, Behold, I am your helper. It's your responsibility to recognize them through the eyes of the Spirit. 
and one way you can recognize your helper one habit one attitude you can possess beginning from now is to treat everybody well treat everybody well don't treat people badly don't treat people you know terribly don't disdain don't look down on anyone just be good to everyone around you that way you will also be good to your helper who will eventually help you the bible said those who are practicing hospitality some of them have entertained angels without knowing without knowing Abraham and Sarah, they are in the they are always in the habit of entertaining strangers. Anytime a stranger is passing, they want to help the stranger. They want to give the food to the stranger. They will tell the stranger, come and rest. Come and wash your feet. And can you take some food before you continue your journey? That was the way Abraham and Sarah had been living. And yet they were barren. Until one day they entertained God and his angels without knowing. God came down in human form with some angels on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham got them in, entertained them, gave them food. It was after they finished eating that they promised that they were going to visit Sarah with a child. That the promise of 25 years became fulfilled in less than one year. By entertaining strangers, they entertained God and angels. And they got their barrenness converted to fruitfulness. Keep doing good. Keep treating people well. Don't treat anybody badly. Don't look down on anyone. Don't talk to people anyhow. You don't know who your helpers are. And sometimes they are closer than you even think. So behave well to your housemate. Behave well to your driver. Behave well to people who are sick. Don't treat anyone as if they are not important. Treat everybody well. Before you know what's going on, you would have treated your helper well. And your helper will help you to fulfill whatever God, the Lord has ordained concerning you. It's my prayer once again, you will not miss your helpers in the name of Jesus. And the eyes of the Spirit, the eyes of the Spirit you need to possess in order to recognize your helpers in whatever form they are. The Lord will release that upon you, will bestow you with such eyes in the name of Jesus. So it's very important. David was smart enough to recognize his helpers and i mean to recognize his helper and he got the promise of god fulfilled in his life joseph was smart enough to recognize his helper he became a prime minister straight from the prison that is the way it was every man needs a helper okay and also take note of this until you have helped someone you may not be helped it's very important i mentioned that to you as we talk about helpers you are not supposed to be reaping when you are not sowing. Until you have helped someone, you may not be helped. So don't just pray for help. Lord, help me. Start helping others. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, he will reap. Start helping others. Become people's helpers. And people will become your helper. That is the law of nature. That's the way, the, that's the way life works. And you don't need to travel far. The text I just read to you in 1 Samuel 30, that I just read now 1 to 20, they first of all helped their helper before the helper helped them. Did you notice that? They, that guy was dying. He had not eaten. He had not taken water for three days. The first thing they did was not to question him. He would have died during the questioning. They first they saw him this guy looks like somebody who is going to die any moment because he had not eaten he was he was already he was dying that's what the bible says okay and the first thing they did was to help him they gave him food 
They gave him what he needed. They gave him food. They gave him water. They took care of him. They helped him. After helping him, he helped them to fulfill the promise of God by bringing them to where they recovered all. What right do you have to be praying to God for help when you are not helping people? How? How can you expect to be helped when you are not a helper? You, you won't help anybody and you are asking God to send you help. It's a, it's a lie. He won't send you any help. He will send you judgment. You must live your life helping people if you desire God to send helpers into your life. It's a law. There's nothing you can do about it. That law is as sure as the law of gravity. Whatever goes up is coming down. That's the law of gravity. If you are a pastor, jump up, you are coming down. You are a bishop, whatever your status in the society. Whether you have money, you don't have money, you are poor, you are rich, you are holy, you are wicked, it does not matter. Whatever goes up comes down. It's a law. The law is binding on everybody living on earth. That's the way it is with help. If you are not a helper, you won't help anyone. It's just me, me, me and me alone. You will not help anyone. How can you expect God to help you? Whatsoever a man soweth, he will reap. So, are you, if you are really, really serious about receiving help from God, if you are really, really serious about God placing helpers at every junction of your life, get into the business of helping others. You have to help someone if you expect to be helped. Until you have helped someone, you may not be helped. So, don't just pray for help, like I said, start helping others. Start helping others and don't wait until all your needs are met before you start meeting the needs of others. Don't say, I've not even, you know, this thing is not even enough for me. How can I? No, at the level you are, at your current level, start helping people with what you have, not what you don't have. David didn't give money to that guy. Money was not his problem. He needed food and they had food and they gave him food. So if you need to help people, even if you don't have money, Help with food, help with advice, help with time, help with counseling, help with listening. And even if you don't have anything, help with prayers. Pray for somebody, pray that God should help somebody or God should send help. So just do anything for, make sure you help people. That's how to qualify for help. Don't wait until all your needs are met before you start meeting the needs of others. As a matter of fact, one of the fastest ways to get your needs met is by becoming serious at meeting others' needs. You want your needs to be met, start meeting the needs of others because whatever you sow, you will reap. If you are meeting people's help, uh, if you are meeting people's uh, you are meeting people's needs, God will make sure your needs are met. Give and it shall be given unto you. Look, see 38. That's the way it works. Start helping people, God will make sure people start helping you. Don't just pray for favor. Don't just pray for help. Show favor. Help people. And no devil in hell can prevent help or favor from locating you. Because it is a law. Since the devil has been on earth, since he has been running around and tempting people, attacking people, has he been able to change gravity? Laws are laws. 
it's not a matter whether there's devil or no devil devil notwithstanding when you get busy meeting the needs of people helping people god will see to it that your needs are met and you are helped that is the way it works help someone if you expect to be helped david first of all helped his helper before his helper helped him that's the way it works may the grace to render help to those in need beginning from now may it come upon you mightily in the name of jesus and remember this as well as i close uh, this episode it's not really yet help until the recipient sees it as much as such it's not yet help until the recipient sees it as such meeting needs is not necessarily a function of what you are willing to give but what the one in need requires don't be giving money when what somebody needs is prayer and don't be giving prayer when what somebody needs is money you have to understand the need like that like the story i read to you in first samuel 30 what that boy needed was not salmon it was not it was not salmon that guy didn't need uh encouragement say my brother you have not eaten for three days you have been lying down sick oh it is where it is where with you you know the god we serve is the god of israel he can take that guy will die in the course of the salmon he will die there he won't finish preaching before he's dead they saw him what did they need food what did they give food recognize what the air what what those in need what they need and make that need available within the ability and the capacity that the lord has given you okay if you give hundred dollars to somebody who is in urgent need of money that hundred dollars may worth will be worth a whole lot more than offering that same person ten thousand dollars when he is not in need somebody's in need of money now urgently you make hundred dollars available that hundred dollar is more important to him than when you give him ten thousand dollars when he doesn't need it render help with understanding you need to understand the kind of help you are rendering don't just say after all i did my best i i have have rendered help did you render the help that was needed it's very very important to take note of these things I pray the Lord will continue to give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember when I was talking, I said you need the eyes of the Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to enable you to to be able to recognize you. They are all around you. You need the Holy Spirit to help you to recognize all your helpers. They are all around you. Some of them are in your house. Some of them are in your offices. Some of them are in your streets. Some of them are, are everywhere. It's just that you need help of the Holy Spirit to recognize your helpers and treat them as such. And that's why I want to give you opportunity if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. There's nothing called eyes of the spirit for you. It's eyes of the flesh that you have. Ordinary eyes cannot recognize helpers. You need divine enablement. Alright? You need divine and you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that can only happen when you have relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you are still living a life of sin, you want to come to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You want to have a relationship with Jesus so that he can enable you to recognize your helpers going forward. You're going to be saying this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot help myself. And that's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. 
please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I would thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light and understanding to the simple. Thank you, Father, for the illumination. Thank you, Father, for the understanding of your word. And thank you so much for all the help we have enjoyed in time past. And thank you so much for the help we are still going to enjoy. Thank you so much for placing helpers of destiny at every junction of our lives. Lord, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. For those who have missed the ministry of, our, of, of their helpers, we pray that you will get them restored. You will give us restoration in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for those who lack the ability to recognize their helpers, that you open their eyes beginning from now to recognize their helpers in the name of Jesus. And for your children who have decided to surrender their lives to Jesus, we pray that you will accept them in the beloved. We pray that you forgive all their sins. You will write their names in the book of life as you wipe it out of the book of death in the name of Jesus. An ability to be sensitive, ability to render help so that they can be helped, ability to recognize their helpers in whatever form they are. Father, release upon this your children in the name of Jesus. Let their, eye, let their eyes of understanding be enlightened to recognize their helpers going forward in the name of Jesus. And together, Father, we pray we will never lack your help in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, if you said a prayer of salvation, I want to congratulate you. You are now born again. You are born again. Like I said in the prayer, your eyes of understanding will now be enlightened to recognize your helpers. You are a new creature. All things are, uh, all things are new. All things are passed away in your life. You are a very new creature now. And I congratulate you for that. And so to learn more about this uh, new life of yours, uh, how to live in the spirit, you you need to really know more about God to be able to have access to that uh, lifestyle. I want to encourage you to visit our website at uh, www.glem.org www.gloem.org uh, There are important and wonderful materials and resources that can help you become established in the Lord uh, in this new life. So, of course, some of those uh, publications are in ebook format, some of them are in paperback. You know, even the previous episodes of our uh, Glenn podcast are there. Uh, there are articles, devotional materials, and several other resources that can help you become well established in the Lord. We want to encourage you to take advantage of this as you visit our website. Okay, and also if you want to be part of our weekly online Bible study, that will be a very good decision uh, you'll be making because that will enable you to have uh, more access to the revelation knowledge of the Word of God beyond what you are listening to now. You won't be able to ask your questions. So we use a Zoom application for that and the link is right on the website on the home page, right at the top of the home page. You see the banner there that says join our weekly online Bible study. Click on that banner to take you straight to the room where the meeting is holding. It holds every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. It holds every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So you may want to check what uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time is in your own time zone so you can know the right time to click on the banner and uh, come into the meeting room. As soon as you click on it, you'll be admitted straight away into the room. And also feel free to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Follow us, like our pages so that you can receive spiritual, important spiritual updates uh, resources as they become available and like i said earlier on you can also have access to our daily meditation as you fill your heart with the word of god throughout the day 
the Lord bless you as you take advantage of this opportunity as well in the name of Jesus. Uh, if you want to send a message to us, maybe you want to share testimony, you need prayers regarding some areas of your life, or probably um, you just want to share testimony or you just want to say hi, you are very free to do that. You can use our email address info at glam.org, info at glam.org. You can send us an email or simply drop us a voice message uh, using the same platform you are listening with now. As soon as we hear from you, we'll respond and uh, we'll go from there. And the Lord will bless you mightily as you take advantage of this opportunity. In fact, we, we like to hear from you. So we want to encourage you to drop us a voice message. Let us, let us hear your testimonies. Let us hear what God is doing in your life so that others can be encouraged as well. And if you have questions, you are very free. Please ask. The Lord has answers to all questions. Uh, we believe the Holy Spirit will be able to answer your question uh, as you ask them. So thank you so much for listening to uh, this week's episode of Glenn Podcast. It's been a wonderful time in God's presence. If you have been blessed by this particular episode or probably the previous ones, kindly share with others around you. Share with your family members, your friends, your co-workers so that we can all be partakers of what the Lord is doing. And the Lord will bless you mightily for doing that in the name of Jesus. We'll be here again next week for yet another uh, fresh episode if the Lord has not returned. Until next week, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.